0: 6 to 10, the zone. If Old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, she'd talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: That
2: is exactly what we do. Welcome in on a Friday. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke. So glad to greet you. I'll tell you what, no weather advisories specifically for our listening area to start us off on a Friday morning, but you're still going to want to exercise care out there. We're picking up rain around a lot of the state. Rain on top of that existing snowpack can make for a slippery surface, so take it easy out there. And visibility is still a little on the foggy side. Just no weather advisories as of right now from the National Weather Service. Today, we are going to continue to see rain at least through the morning hours. Could pick up around a quarter of an inch. 36 is our expected high today with light winds. Tomorrow, dry, cloudy, and 37. Sunday, dry, cloudy, and 34. Then Monday, we start a little bit of a warm-up again as far as temperatures are concerned. Monday's highs, 38. Tuesday, 36. Wednesday, 36. Then on Thursday, 40 degrees. By the time we get to the end of next week, we should be in the mid-40s. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist will give us his version of the weather forecast. That's on the way. It's a Friday. We want to visit with another one of our century sesquicentennial farm celebrants across the state. This morning, we're headed up towards Thorpe and focused in on what's happening with crop insurance and making sure you've got a risk management plan in place for 2024. That's all under the umbrella. Come on in.
3: Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin
2: strong. You may know Rural Mutual
4: Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer a competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more.
3: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin
5: strong. The fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke will be broadcasting live from the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo on Thursday, February 1st with the DeLong Company. Stop by booth 421 and 423 to learn about the DeLong Company's new crop insurance division. As an independent agency, their crop insurance team has decades of experience and are able to find the right coverage for your fields. Stop by 421 and 423 at Corn Soy Expo or visit DelcoCropInsurance.com. What do you refuel your bodies with after a workout? Maybe water or Gatorade? Well, students at the Keel High School refuel with chocolate milk. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Emmy Newberg, the Kiel agriculture teacher and FFA advisor, has partnered with local dairy farms to supply every student involved with after-school curriculars chocolate milk through their Chocolate Milk Initiative program. She says this project took about a year to make possible.
6: Our chocolate milk initiative is a program that gives students that are involved in extracurricular activities a chance to refuel their body uh, with chocolate milk after their event. Any extracurricular activities are involved, so it can be basketball, lifting weights, wrestling, musical or play practice, anything like that. All of those students get the opportunity to refuel their bodies using chocolate milk.
5: How did this idea really come about? What was maybe the need behind why you guys created this. Did something happen or just kind of an idea spark? Take me through really that thought process of getting to start this now, this initiative.
6: One of the dairymen that is actually our big sponsor on this, they heard about this idea happening at another high school nearby. They then passed that idea along to one of our school board members, who's also a dairyman, that passed it along to myself, our FFA alumni and supporters, and the athletic director. So it took us probably a year to get this going. I think we learned about it last fall, but I didn't want to take that out of my first year teaching because that was a little bit too much for me. But I'm glad we got it started in my second year. Um, I guess the real need is to educate, you know, the public or students or whoever in any instance, to educate them about agriculture, more specifically dairy Um, So when this idea was brought up, I was immediately intrigued and wanted to do it.
5: How do you select the dairy sponsors for each month? Is there a certain criteria that you use to consider in those selections? Or what is the process of being able to have them sponsor and then recognize them?
6: When we really started working towards this, Julie from Soaring Eagle, um, she's the one who actually brought it to our attention. So she took the initiative on writing sponsor letters. So she kind of just wrote up a letter from her myself and then our athletic director Steve Walsh and she sent it to dairies in our Keel area school district basically explaining the benefits and the importance of this program we figured out a rough monthly cost to sponsor this program so those dairies then sent in a check to the Keel FFA alumni and uh, right now we have seven dairy farms who have contributed and we have you know enough money or funds in that account to just continue sponsoring milk, at least throughout the, the end of the school year and going into next year. So we've had several local dairies that have sent in money to sponsor a month. Um, those dairies include Soaring Eagle Dairy, Drake Dairy, Beezies, Fitzpine, and so, so many more.
5: So speaking of that, maybe cost, can you give us a rough estimate of what it actually is taking to be able to put this on? What kind of an impact these dairy sponsors are really having? Um, we
6: have each dairy sponsor roughly $500 a month or what they can afford that month. So we've had dairies send in anywhere from 200 up to 1000
5: How do you involve students in this process? Maybe that's from helping choose those sponsors or reaching out to them, understanding the importance of dairy products in their diet. Really take me through how you're involving them or even just educating them on the nutritional benefits of chocolate milk and why chocolate milk in the first place.
6: Uh, Our cooler is being stocked every week by my FFA members. Um, One or two of them, usually in the morning on a Monday. This week it was a Tuesday because of the cold. Um, They will go up to the kitchen and grab the milk and then go unlock the cooler. And, you know, if there's any stuff from last week that's not expired, they'll bring it to the front and restock the back. But that's the FFA members' job. Um, Each month we have a – We change out our sponsor dairy poster, so it's kind of me just putting their logo on a poster so students recognize where that milk is coming from, uh, like who's funding it. So for January, it's Soaring Eagle Dairy because they were the first donation we received. Uh, On the cooler, I also have a fast facts about how chocolate milk helps replenish nutrients after a workout. So students in any after-school activities can participate, sports, a workout, and then they can all, all enjoy chocolate milk the nutritional benefits of chocolate milk, they, there's a number of them. It has a high water content, so it helps hydrate you after a workout. There are more carbs and proteins in milk rather than sports drinks, so it helps replenish tired muscles quicker. And milk is also considered one of America's top-rated food sources of calcium, vitamin D, and potassium.
5: And you mentioned that these sponsors are helping to be able to get that milk, but where exactly is that milk coming from? Or can you describe the relationship to be able to get that?
6: We do roughly two hundred cartons a week. So we actually have the kitchen staff add that or separate order it for us. So it comes through Kemmer Milk Supply, which is where we get our milk for the school from. And basically they'll store it for us until we are ready to restock the cooler. And then they're going to be invoicing the Keel FFA alumni because they are the ones collecting the money. So then that's kind of how that relationship works.
5: What are some of the the educational benefits or objectives tied into this initiative beyond providing that chocolate milk? You mentioned why chocolate milk is important, but how does this really tie into agricultural education and your classes?
6: Um, I believe that educating those around us, so in my case students, about the benefits of all egg products, but especially dairy products, will help the egg industry as a whole um, I know in recent years the dairy industry has had some negatives around it, but I think the disconnect between farmers and the public is just a lack of education that the public has about dairies. So normal people don't know what actually goes on on a dairy farm. They have no idea how much their dairymen love and care for their animals and even the planet, and they only choose to see what the media shows. So I think that educating my students about egg and dairy products will only help them become better, more informed consumers into their adult life.
5: What feedback have you received so far from students or maybe even the public?
6: So feedback has been great so far. In the first week, you know, not knowing how much we would go through, we ordered 200 cartons. Uh, By the end of that week, there were less than 20 cartons remaining. And that wasn't even a full week of school. That was only um, four days. So kids are really excited about it and using it properly Um, I actually heard that the swim team was super excited about, like, the chocolate milk, especially when I go down and unlock it. Like, I've gotten great feedback about that. Um, The fitness center workers like the idea, and they have helped by locking the cooler after hours. Um, From the public, we have heard that they are very much in support as well as love the idea. They believe it's a great opportunity for our kids as well to benefit and love the community support as there is no cost to the students
5: at all. Can you tell me a little bit about the sponsors or those that really help make this possible?
6: Yeah, we have a number of sponsors. Our Kiel FFA alumni collects donations from the local dairies, and then they'll also be, you know, reimbursing the kitchen here at the high school. Um, the donations from the dairies help us fund the milk that goes into the cooler. Um, the cooler was pur- purchased by the Kiel High School Athletic Department, and the Kiel FFA helps manage the cooler, like stocking and unlocking it.
5: You mentioned that there's a sponsor basically up until the end of the school year, but what are the steps for after that? Are you guys working on getting sponsors for maybe during the summer for any of that summer programming for education or looking to grow the amount of chocolate milk you're able to give? Or what is that future look for even next year for you guys?
6: I think um, as of right now, no surrounding schools have this program going on. So and I've had really good feedback from even dairies that I've worked with in the past and worked on that they would even be willing to sponsor months. So I think after this year, it's going beyond maybe the Keel school district. Um, you know, we, we only reached out to those dairies in our district because it is something that is only happening at this high school right now. Um, my hope is, you know, that other high schools would like to follow suit, but looking at summer months, I hadn't even considered it, but that's a conversation that I need to have with our athletic director and our kitchen department. But I would love to be able to sponsor Milk for all of those students that are here during the summer, either doing, you know, our summer school play or doing summer sports or football camps or band camps or whatever they they do in summer here.
5: Roughly, how many students do you know are taking advantage of this or just how many are you impacting? But then also this is just in the high school. So are there plans to maybe move it into middle school or elementary school opportunities at all? I know that right now at this
6: very moment, we have the basketball team, which is a number of kids. We have the wrestling team and we have a fairly big wrestling team. Um, I guess both basketball teams um, and anybody who works out in the fitness center. So I guess there's a lot of kids involved in winter sports, but I know there's probably even more involved in spring sports. So I guess in spring, if we seem to be running low on milk after a certain number of days, we might have to consider ordering more. Um, as far as the middle school goes, I think we're just kind of going to run it for a year at the high school and maybe see where that gets us and how the response is then, and then we could think about putting a cooler down in the middle school as well.
5: That was Emmy Newberg, the Keel Agriculture Teacher and FFA Advisor. Chocolate milk has the perfect combination of carbohydrates and protein which helps build lean muscles. Those combined with its electrolytes provide the perfect recovery drink. So the next time you're looking to refuel yourself, try some chocolate milk. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seabekker.
3: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
6: Every time you saw her, she pinched your right cheek. She gave you a peppermint candy and that special wink. You loved Aunt Gladys, but now the boxes of precious moments, stacks of encyclopedias, and heavy, outdated furniture is making you crazy.
3: At Two Men in a Junk Truck, we don't just remove junk. We restore your sanity. Experience the calm after the clutter. Visit twomenandajunktruck.com today for your free estimate.
6: Keep what you love, ditch what you don't.
0: Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage... To sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, x-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day. Providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com
7: Now that I refurbished my entire living room with Lazy Luxury, everyone keeps asking, is that a Lazy Boy recliner? What they don't know is that my budget allowed me to redecorate for a fraction with free in-home design included. I say yes. At Lazy Boy, customizable fashion and luxury can be this simple.
1: Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive, near East Town Mall.
8: Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, Goodman'sJewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's.
3: Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Well, we're talking weather on a finally Friday morning brought to you courtesy of our friends at Compure Financial. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, along with us. I'm getting a couple more comments from folks this morning that although we don't have a dense fog advisory in effect per se It's still foggy out there, and with the rain that came down, if there's any of that packed snow that remains from earlier this week, that's a slick surface to deal with if you're driving in rural countryside roads.
0: Yep, slick and slushy, Pam. I do have a dense fog advisory for the entire western, call it third, of Wisconsin, not in your Madison area, but um, Mauston areas west and north and down in the southwest part of the state. The dense fog advisory until 10 this morning I was up uh, further north and west yesterday in the Wapaca County area. I saw the tile plow just leaving the field. They'd put some tile in. Oh, Here wow. it is almost the end of January.
2: Wow. I Well, you know, I mean, maybe the sandy soil helped them up there, but it's a telling sign, and hopefully the moisture is going in the ground, eh?
0: Yeah, I sure hope so, and we've had a little bit of that around as well. I'm looking at a couple of rainfall reports that have come in this morning. Lacrosse at 1,200 of an inch, Boston at two tenths. I see. Uh... Iola in Wapeca County at a quarter, and Rudolph in Portage County, northwest to Stevens Point, 47 hundredths of an inch. The rain's not that widespread. Low pressure over northern Ohio now is going to pull away from Wisconsin, but there's some rain in the east central and northeast parts of the state. Rain in the southwest and western part of Wisconsin as well, up into the La Crosse and Boston area. Maybe even a little patchy freezing drizzle mixing in there. Those temperatures right at freezing or above, but a foggy start and rain still in the picture for today and tonight. And we could add up another 10th of an inch or more in most locations. And then we start to dry it a little bit at least for the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this.
7: What does supporting rural communities look like? At Compere Financial, we believe it starts with giving back. That's why we are here with grants that invest in the communities we serve to help beginning farmers, fund agricultural education, support first responders, stimulate economic growth, and partner with causes that matter to our clients. Visit Compeer.com to learn more. Compeer Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.
5: TH Agri-Chemicals has more than 40 years of experience of their family helping your family find the best agriculture chemicals and fertilizers at the most economical prices. As an independent dealer and distributor, TH Agrochemicals has a diverse line of agriculture chemicals available without breaking the bank. Be sure to visit their booth at the Corn Soy Expo at Booth 303 or visit thagrochemicals.com. TH Agrochemicals, good people to grow with.
2: You know, looking at next week's weather, at least it looks like it shouldn't stop people from Ag Day at the Capitol on Wednesday or Corn Soy Expo Thursday and Friday next week, huh?
0: No, it shouldn't really slow us down a couple of the small precipitation chances next week. But that above-normal temperature pattern is expected. There's a big bullseye right over Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, right on through about the 3rd of February with above-normal temperatures in the forecast. The Compere Financial Ag Weather forecast does include that fog, the dense fog advisory in western Wisconsin, and on the Lake Michigan shore, right on the shore. I expect cloudy skies, fog, some rain today, another tenth of an inch or two possible. Temps in the mid and upper 30s with the north winds at 5 that rain could end later tonight. Still clouds, some fog around lower 30s, 33, maybe a 32 to make it frosty. Northwest winds at 5, a little morning fog and a cloudy Saturday. Mid-30s, about the same Sunday. Call it mostly cloudy. The sun may try and break out a bit, but mid-30s again on Sunday, Pam. And Monday night, maybe a small rain chance tries to sneak in.
2: All right. We'll uh, manage through until then. Thanks, to Have a good weekend. We'll catch up with you Monday.
0: All right. See you then.
2: Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. Talking with one of their officers. Glenn Wachter is a crop production specialist with Compure Financial, and it's getting to be that time of the year when we're going to have to make some decisions on crop insurance, ARC, PLC, what are you going to do? And boy, looking at the margins, it is a stressful time for anybody that's in the corn bean business. We're going to talk it through with Glenn Walker, and I remind you uh, a lot of information about ARC, PLC, and your choices online with our podcast at MidwestFarmReport.com. This is
3: the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: They say yes to seven straight days. A traveling dress
6: rehearsal for you to get comfortable in the seat and feel the power behind the smartest purchase you've ever made. The seven day, no questions
0: asked return policy, if you need it at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes.
2: We're exploring farming in the last frontier. Alaska. Come and join us. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Yankee. The date's August 22nd through September 1st. We'll visit a variety of Alaska farms, including a private boat excursion to experience a shrimping operation. Of course, you'll get all the majestic scenery and impressive wildlife along the way. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword Pam, for more information and to watch a travel video or call 888-557-1020 today. The 35 under 35
9: program is a great way to recognize young farmers and ag professionals for all the hard work that they do on sustainability. Through this program, I've really gotten to see a lot of different perspectives on how everybody defines sustainability differently. You're really going to have a great network of people to lean on in the future if you have any questions
4: or any issues that may arise. WFBF.com A voice for farmers A vision for agriculture
3: Wisconsin Farm Bureau
7: we're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move.
4: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online
10: at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create actuate.
2: Buying a really good piece of jewelry may seem intimidating, but not after you talk with William Thomas. They take the time with you so you know your money is well spent, not overspent. Their decades of knowledge shine almost as brilliantly as the stunning stones in your custom piece. Come see the collection of gorgeous gems and choose one for your very own.
3: William Thomas custom jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
2: Celebrating 30 years of brilliance.
7: Making a decision on new home furnishings is easy with Lazy Boy. You already know he only cares about the comfort, but it's the luxury and design you crave. You choose the style, patterns, and material while he's imagining himself being seated right in front of the 50-yard line. Call it lazy luxury at its finest.
1: Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near Easttown Mall. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of Rosemulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let
6: our family help your family.
1: Visit GundersonFH.com over 100
8: years as your hometown life celebration center.
7: it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life, and I was so grateful that you and Mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me.
3: I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. Whether it's music or anything else, I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
8: Joe Barry was led to the Gallows poll. He done. No mas. Robbie, I know, I think you're high on this guy. Give me the skinny on Jim Leonard. Could Jim Leonard be the Packers DC after he was the the crown jewel, he had the eye of Matt LaFleur, and then he turned the job down and then we got Joe Barry. Could Jim Leonard come back, nail the interview process and be Packers DC?
4: I don't know. Evo. I'm, and, and I, you know me, I, it's very rare when, when, when I'm vanilla on something, but <laughs> the trickiest part of this is to know deep down how bothered Matt LaFleur was by the fact Jim Leonard turned him down. Right. Um, now, if, if LaFleur holds a grudge, if LaFleur is still annoyed by that um, and doesn't give Leonard a look. And, again, we're not even positive Leonard wants the job, I think, at this point in time. But let's work under the assumption that that he would. Um, and it could keep his family in Wisconsin. And even if his wife and kids decided to stay in, you know, the western part of Madison over there and cross Plains, um, then, you know, Jimmy would only be two hours away uh, you know, via via car from you know from his family. Just, if his family decides to stay put and not moved over to Brown County with him, because I know staying in in Dane County is important to his family. Um, but Evo, the, the the tricky part here is is knowing exactly how Matt Lafleur he down felt about being rejected, kind of left at the altar by Jim Leonard a, a few years back. Now it would it, to me, it would be silly if if Jim's your best candidate. LaFleur is fighting himself um, by not going back and knocking on that door. Now, the, the interesting part, though, is you know, there, there are 10 other, really, you know maybe more, and we've got to see how some coaching things play themselves out over the next week or two. I think there's some real viable candidates that are interviewing right now for head coaching jobs, and if they don't get them, they, they could be candidates as well. But there are guys on the street right now that would be – you know, immediate upgrades, at least in my eyes, evil from what Joe Barry was. You know, a Wink Martindale, who was terrific with Baltimore and then did a nice job this year with the Giants. Um, you know, Evero. Mm.
8: Looks like Big Joe Barry cut him off right there. Hey, Rob, is... Oh. Big Joe Barry silencing Rob's transmissions. Uh, Robbie, is that you again? Yeah, all
4: right. I'm sorry. I don't know where I lost you. It was, um, you
8: said Elvero and then... Then big Joe Barry, you know, big Joe Barry cut you off
4: through a, through a list of, uh, you know, a, a few potential guys, right? You know, uh, Everall with Carolina, I know LaFleur thinks extremely highly of him, you know, ex Packer Al Harris did a really nice job with Dallas, the secondary this year up until the point when Jordan Love shredded those guys, uh, in the, in the postseason. I don't think Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley's going to get some run. I think, a little bit. He'll get mentioned, you know, the former Charger head coach. But Ebo, he seems to me like he's a little bit fractured and frayed and some damaged goods after as badly as things went for him with, with, with the L.A. Chargers. He might need a year off. Well, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, other names that have bounced around, Joe Witt, Leslie Frazier, like you guys mentioned earlier, Mike Zimmer. I don't think Mike Vrabel is a Legitimate candidate whatsoever. If he, first of all, I think he's going to get the Seattle job. But if he doesn't get that job for for some reason, remember Matt Lafleur was on Vrabel's staff in 2018 as the offensive coordinator. I've had a lot of people close to that situation tell me that if Lafleur did not get the Packer job in in uh, January of 2019, Vrabel was not bringing him back as the OC. Vrabel was not impressed with Matt Lafleur's work, and 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 so you'll see the name Mike Vrabel floated around a lot. I'm being told, Evo, that that's not a realistic possibility. If if it would somehow work out, it's a huge coup, obviously, for the Packers. Mike Vrabel's as good as it gets in terms of running a defense. But I just I don't think that's possible. But you know, back to your initial question about Jim Leonard, it would be a great next career step for him. He obviously thought, you know, he was the coach in waiting at Wisconsin. That didn't work itself out. He took a risk by turning down the Packers a few years ago. He is, you know, he is state royalty. Let's let's not kid ourselves. The name Jim Leonard holds a lot of clout. His resume holds a lot of clout. He's done terrific things on the field, and then in the coaching world. And, um, you know, if, if it did work out that he's the next DC in Green Bay, I, I think that's a pretty darn good gift for Matt LaFleur.
8: Yeah, Rob, we have a, lot, a huge list uh, compiling here. Uh, people are saying no to retreads, though, no to the older retreads. What would say you to maybe bring in, like, an experienced guy? I'm, I don't like Rex Ryan was a name being thrown around out there.
4: I you know, Emo, I, I, I've said this for any walk of life that, that I'm part of. I could care less if a guy is thirty or seventy, I could care less.
0: Sprouting farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: Well, you don't want to be doing that on days like this. We're going to see rain for a good chunk of this morning, up to a quarter of an inch. 36 are expected high tomorrow, cloudy skies 37, Sunday cloudy skies and 34 degrees. Pam Yonke, glad that you're along with us on this, the 26th day of January. What can I tell you? Let's see. On this day, back in 1905, the world's largest diamond was found in South Africa. Uh, more than 3,000 carats in size, estimated value $2 billion. On this day in 1998, then-President Bill Clinton denied having any sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky, later in 1998. He would uh, admit to having had an improper physical relationship with Lewinsky. That happened on this day back in 1998. Happy birthday to actress Ellen DeGeneres. She's 66. Wayne Gretzky, the hockey great, celebrating his birthday. And Mr. Baseball, our own Bob Euchre, celebrating his birthday today as well. And now you know. It's a Friday. We want to recognize another one of our hard-working farm families out there that's kept their farm and home in the family for 100 or 150 years.
9: One farm being recognized is the Tiemann Family Farm. The farm is located outside of Thorpe in Clark County. 97-year-old Arlene Tiemann shares the story of her family's Century Farm.
11: It was 1910. And my my grandma, how much did he pay for it then? $1,440. And what
9: is the name of the farm? It was just a team and farm. (laughs) And where is the farm
11: located? In Clark County, Wisconsin, in the town of Butler. And where is the town of Butler, roughly? It would be south of Thorpe. It's about 10 and a half miles south of Thorpe.
9: And how many generations have been on the farm?
11: I think it's four generations now. Since my son is there, it'll be four generations.
9: And how has the size or type of a farm changed over the years since it first began in 1910?
11: It started as like a dairy farm. And my, my grandpa had a, it some cows and stuff there. But then now, as my son has it, he has beef cattle, organic. He doesn't have too many now. He he, he used to have only about 20 of them. But I don't think, yeah, he, he's kind of get got, get, got out, out of that.
9: What are some of the big technology changes that happened on the farm since it first began in 1910? Was there anything really significant that you can remember
11: from your years on the farm? I was born on, in the farmhouse there. April thirtieth, nineteen twenty-six, and then I, I moved up. And, and my dad, at that time, he was work, working for my grandpa. And then he bought some land, and he moved up the, across the road, in about oh, not even a quarter of a mile up up there. He had he had bought some land, so then he started farming there. So I didn't live. I really didn't live on that farm very long. I think I was only about a year and a half or a year old when I moved across the road. At that time, my grandpa did everything with horses. They were called June and Flory. He used those horses for as many years as I remember, and they had little ones. I'm trying to think how we ever got a mare horse. They had only mares. I don't know how we ever got a horse to make colts. I don't remember ever, ever having it. Then uh, one was struck by lightning by, under a tree. Then we had she had the colt. We had to end up feeding it with, with a, like, a little, like a granite dishpan. Like. I, th- I think my grandma used to make some kind of oatmeal or some feed and milk, and it would come to the fence, and we'd hold that thing out for the colt to eat. And even even after it was so bigger, if she saw us come to the fence with that bowl, she'd, she'd come over and want to eat <laughs> Arlene Teeman
9: shares the incredible history of a Teman family farm in Clark County. The Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Program originated as part of Wisconsin's Centennial Celebration in 1948. Each year, about 100 properties are honored. You can listen to some of these stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compeer Financial. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.
6: Are rising utility bills putting a strain on your farm's bottom line?
9: Focus on Energy can identify energy efficiency upgrades designed to help you save for years
10: to come.
6: Kickstart a more energy efficient future for your farm. Call 800-762-7077 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more.
9: That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, supporting Wisconsin's farmers since 2001.
5: The fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke will be broadcasting live from the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo on Thursday, February 1st with the DeLong Company. Stop by booth 421 and 423 to learn about the DeLong Company's new crop insurance division. As an independent agency, their crop insurance team has decades of experience and are able to find the right coverage for your fields. Stop by 421 and 423 at Corn Soy Expo or visit DelcoCropInsurance.com.
2: Yowza, next week's going to be busy for a lot of folks in Wisconsin agriculture. On Wednesday, it's Ag Day at the Capitol. We'll see you at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Then Thursday and Friday of next week, the big Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. I'll be up there broadcasting and moderating panels. I really encourage you to make your plans to be a part of it. And I also want to commend my team. We are so busy covering these events for you And I want to make sure that you don't miss any information you're looking for. Please take a look at our podcast on MidwestFarmReport.com. You can listen to what's going on with Proposition 12 and how it's become a tricky issue for Wisconsin pork producers. We're also talking about what's going on ARC or PLC from a Wisconsin perspective. So all the conferences that we're covering, all the great folks we get a chance to visit with, we share with you at MidwestFarmReport.com including a conversation I had about this weekend's Wisconsin Bison Convention happening in Green Bay. I'm going to head that direction this afternoon. In overnight electronic trade this morning, March corn right now is down three. December new crop down two. At 478.5. March beans are down four. November new crop down three and a half at eleven ninety-two. The July wheat, that's down six right now at six twenty-one. Uh, as far as dairy was concerned, yesterday, barrel cheese dropped a penny and three quarters to one forty-four. Forty-pound black cheese was up two and a quarter at one fifty-two and a quarter. And a big day for double butter. That was up eleven at two sixty-eight and three quarters per pound. The class three fluid milk for February. Up three right now at 1589. The March Class 3 milk is up a nickel at 1620. But beware, like I said, even the Dow Jones Industrial Average right now is currently down 70 points.
3: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
8: Celebrate the sport of baseball at the 42nd Annual Dugout Club Winter Baseball Banquet presented by the Dugout Club of Madison. Get together with a baseball enthusiasts, bid on silent and live auction items, feast on a steak dinner, and as always, enjoy free beer during the pre-dinner tailgate. The Dugout Club Winter Banquet is set for Monday, January 29th at the Madison Marriott West and features special guests from the Milwaukee Brewers, Lane Grindle, Matt Klein, and Walker McKinvin. For all the details and to reserve your table, go online at dugoutclubinc.com.
7: Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all-in-the-family move.
4: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving.
3: Mad City moving. You haven't seen.
7: At
10: Bergstrom Automotive we have a non-commissioned sales team Which is a polite way to say we don't really care Whether you buy a practical Equinox The rugged Silverado or the speedy new Corvette You've been told no before Join the Bergstrom Automotive family For the yes At Bergstrom Automotive we teach our people to take no Out of the vocabulary Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, No No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes Join the
3: Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Hey, let's catch up with our friends from Compure Financial. This is the time of the year when a lot of farmers, a lot of folks in the rural community are visiting with their lenders. Maybe you're talking about taxes. Maybe you're doing some strategy planning for 2024 and into 2025. Let's be honest, talking interest rates. We're talking about what's going on with uh, the marketplace. We're talking about land values. Today, we're focused in specifically on what's going on with your crops. As always, I'll remind you that all of the information you're looking for, including the local office near you, online at compere.com. Joining us today is Glenn Wachter. Glenn is a financial officer at Compere Financial, and his special area of emphasis is working on commercial crop production. That's where we're going to kind of winnow in our conversations today. Glenn, let's first start off with something that really anybody in the crop production area is focused on and that's what's going on right now in south america they've been a tough one to gauge for a lot of different reasons regions um, and primarily just because it is such a big country uh how are you kind of keeping an eye on what's going on with south american weather and their production situation
1: right that is one of the things that we watch and it is great to be with you um it's um It's just fantastic to hear your voice again. And uh, I am watching South America very closely. Uh, This time of year, that is our second crop, and they uh, produce more soybeans than uh, we do when you consider Argentina and Brazil combined. Really a different story this year than what we saw last year with Argentina having a really big crop and almost twice the crop as what they had last year. Last year, you remember, Pam, they had really severe drought in Argentina. So that country um, actually looks good this year. But if you um, move across a little bit to the east, Brazil, um, especially the major pre- production areas in Brazil, are having their challenges. Um, a lot like uh, the US, it, um, it really acts in two different ways when there is an El Nino or a La Nina. And of course, we flipped into an El Nino. And that means Brazil can have some challenges, and and they certainly are this year, Mm -hmm. with a really big crop that started out being projected. And it seems to be shrinking where, of course, it's just like this country, where the private estimates get smaller than what the official um, USDA or CONAB says about the crop. And some of the guesses are in in the 140 uh, million metric tonne, even uh, even lower than that. So they are forecasting a little weakness down in South America, and that's probably held up the soybeans even a little bit here, held up the price, especially through the end of the year. And now in January, we've seen a little weakness as, as they've gotten some rain. So it is something that we're keeping our eye on, Pam.
2: Yeah, well, and we have to help people understand that uh, whatever is going on in South America impacts us, even to this day, uh, we usually are catching some late-season business on the export scene right now, Glenn, depending on what's going on with South America. Everybody had their daylight scared out of them with the latest World Egg Supply Demand Report. Are we still seeing any trickle-through business because South America might be going through uh, phases of harvest? Or what's going on in the export scene that we do need to be aware of?
1: Yeah, we sure have... We sure have... Um, we sure have uh, our major export season is when our crop year is done and our exports um, really ramp up until this uh, South American crop comes in. So this period has been a really, uh, really crucial time period for our exports. And just as you mentioned, we're squeezing in exports now. As the major importing countries look at that crop, uh, they make it a little nervous and really look to the U.S., to secure some exports um the u.s has new crush facilities coming online we have renewable diesel so there is some demand within our own country on the soybeans and uh other countries might look to really get those imports secured um before that crop deteriorates anymore in south america so there is uh, those dynamics we're watching that and um We'll really see, uh, have a better idea March 31st when that prospective plantings report from the USDA comes out. It'll all, it'll be all about those acres that we intend to plant, uh, in the US to see how many acres of soybeans and how many acres of corn that we intend to plant. That's March 31st.
2: Glenn Wachter is along with us. He's one of the financial officers. With Compure Financial, his area of emphasis is commercial crop production and obviously marketing that crop. Hey, Glenn, I want to talk also about what's going on around the globe. A lot of conversations lately about how a lot of our freight, a lot of our shipping – has been diverted out of the Red Sea, got to go a long ways around to try to deliver that product. Is that impacting our markets at all? Have you seen any any fluctuations, anything that's notable as far as business right now, and maybe a nervous stomach that the world has with Israel, Russia, et cetera, that's ongoing?
1: Yeah, um, you, you and me both, it makes us all nervous um, and as he mentioned, it makes the shippers nervous, too. So even if the grain is not directly going through the Red Sea, and remember, this hemisphere, we have our problems, too, with the uh, Panama Canal being um, lower uh, lower water levels than normal. And insurance rates on, on ships, I'm sure, are like every other uh, in, insurance product. They, they go up in times of turmoil. So we're having uh, higher expenses across the board. Just to move product around the globe, and and several of the economists have just predicted we might see a little uh, bit of inflation uh, creep up again because of this transportation costs and the related um, and the related expenses that go with it. So, no easy task moving um, all that product across across the uh, world, and having that um, risk, uh, as you mentioned, that geopolitical risk. It uh, it certainly is a different world that we're living in these days.
2: Boy, I'll say, and that's right here at home as well. You talk about the uncertainty of 2024. Let's talk about it, Glenn. What are you hearing from producers? What are you hearing from uh, your other lenders within Compeer Financial? Right now, 2024 is really tough to pencil out for corn and soybean growers. Give me a little insight into what you folks are discussing.
1: Right. A lot of green in the bin is what we're talking about. Um, People have high inventories uh, from last year where, we didn't have a lot of excess precipitation really anywhere across the country that made it a little difficult to market the grain, even with great insurance products still gets a little hard. And I under, I understand it completely. It gets a little hard to forward contract, um, large amounts of your grain. So we do have good inventories. Thankfully, a lot of people had good crops and we're talking about what to do with those. And really that breaks down into a couple of parts, um, you want to sell the carry and get you know that extra 15 20 cents just by locking in prices now for next spring uh the other strategy there is to sell the rallies and that's that's been pretty slim so far since that USDA report came out on the on the 12th of the month in January it uh the rallies haven't been there but we will get them um they do come and we'll have to be prepared so I am encouraging our producers to know their break even, to really um, see how many bushels that they had in production, what it, what it takes to break even this year. Play a little defense. Um, I'm also encouraging the producers to look, see what they may have bought in cash the last year. Um, maybe we want to do some financing and just be prepared. If we're uh, 40, 50 cents under a break even on corn or a dollar uh, or two on soybeans, Maybe we want to really keep our financing up to date, do those uh, term loans, and um, keep our working capital nice and high. So we, we go back and really review what the season last year looked like and make sure we're we're capitalized correctly from a banking standpoint.
2: Well, and the other thing that uh, is out there are those risk management tools, Glenn, you mentioned about some of the forward contracting, uh, the puts, the calls, crop insurance, all of that is something that every one of those tools is going to have to be analyzed individually on how it's going to be able to help your farm this year.
1: Absolutely. Um, We have more insurance products than ever before. You know that, all the acronyms out there, the ECO, the FCO, and um, it'll make your head spin, but... They're out there for a purpose, and uh, it's, it's not just to make money for the insurance companies, that's for sure. This is about risk management, and um, these products can really help you uh, lock in a floor so that you can um, sell some of the rallies, especially new crop. We're going to have some opportunities there. We'll kill the crop at least once, and we want to be able to really feel good that we've got a floor and those insurance products can do that. Get that floor in place, and then you can worry about maybe um, 20 cents higher, 40 cents higher, and get above those break-even so we can make a little bit of money for 24. Would that be great?
2: Oh, <laughs> I agree with you completely. Glenn Wachter is along with us this morning. He is one of the financial officers with Compure Financial, specifically focused in on production of crops. And like he said, folks, so many different risk management products that are out there help. Let someone help you make the right decisions. Don't just take a look at last year and say, well, we're going to do that again. 2024 is going to be completely different than the years you've dealt with previously. How do you want to get started? I say go to Compure.com. Not only are there online videos available and different resources that you can tap,